Well, what is up, everybody? Anna, Bannon, Bannon. Another week with two fairly normals. You are welcome. Been having a great time in town, on stage, these last couple of weeks. Happy to be here. Feeling good right now. On the uptick. Going to see a movie tonight with the beautiful Bethany Ashton Wolf. Gonna go see Jacob Wolf at the his new job, Wild and Free, a restaurant here in L.A., but first, leading into the weekend, for all of you, one time. Tell me that you love me, yeah. Tell me something good. Tell me that you like it, yeah. All right, what's going on, everybody? Happy to be here. Turn that down a little. I know you guys can't hear it, but it distracts the fuck out of me. What's going on? Where should we start? A couple things I do want to talk about tonight. And you guys know I don't plan anything. So I will be figuring out my thoughts and beliefs on these topics as we talk about them, the way I usually do it. But happy to be in town. Some I've been at the comedy store this whole week and just, you know, trying this new bit that I think is going to be really good. But what a great place to go down and just, just practice on a stage where the best of all time practiced, where the best... The current best practice, where the audiences know and expect, you know, they, they're going to see some polish, they're going to see some work, they're going to see the beginnings of what other people's, what people's specials are going to be. They, you know, it's really, I mean, you almost have to not entirely credit Joe Rogan, but pretty close to entirely. When he left that comedy store, man, a couple years back, um, the whole place took a shit. And then when he came back, man, and he brought Joey Diaz and Burt Kreischer and Segura and all these other people. You know, little Lucinda Williams Greenville. I fucking love this song. But, um, yeah, it's so good to go down there and humbling to just be part of that and be part of this time in comedy where I, I think it's the best time ever. There are so many great fucking comics. When I go down there and look at that lineup, I'm like, God damn, I, I'm 
I'm honored, and I'm. I, I totally res- having lived through the Chelsea stuff and not appreciating it as I was in it. You know that really kind of taught me to do that to appreciate something while you're in it. And I'm not at the forefront, or anywhere near the forefront of this comedy movement, but it's cool to be in it. The resurgence, the renaissance. It's pretty amazing. And to go down there and watch guys like... To go watch guys like Joe Rogan, who is truly just fucking great at what he does. And you know, part of what makes me so interested in watching his stand-up and listening to his podcast, and it's, it's inspiring to me, is that he's... And it's one of the problems that I I, I have with this younger generation, not of comics, of people. You know, his curiosity, his intellectual curiosity, and his never, it's seeming, never-ending quench. Like, he's thirsty all the time for knowledge. And one thing that when you talk to people who know a lot, you know, you, you don't realize how much you know you don't know. Until you start learning things. It's the people who don't know anything that are like, I fucking know a lot. No, you don't know shit. You don't realize how much you don't know until you start to really learn a lot. It's the more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. It's so crazy. But what a fucking great time to be down there. And... uh there are some characters down there right now, man. I will tell you what. There was some dude last night. He was like, man, good to see you again. I was like, hey. And he had like a, and he got good to see you again. And then I was, he had like an Indiana Jones hat on. And I was thinking about myself, see you again. Like almost 100% sure I would remember that hat. Because it was an Indiana Jones hat, but with like a feather. Uh, And that... I think, and he had a puka shell necklace. Um, I would remember him, I think. Although he did say, I've changed a little bit. And I was thinking, you must have. I'm for sure you weren't rocking the Indiana Jones feathered hat with a puka shell. Or I would have remembered who you were, you know? But he was like, man, good to see you and all the stuff that's happened to you. And I was like, thanks. And then he said, um, oh, come on, guys. Loverboy? Turn me loose? What are we doing? Hell yeah. Bink, bink, bink. Bink, 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 bink. Ding, 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 ding. But then he said, hey, I would love it if you would read my screenplay and I said oh I said I'm in the middle of reading a bunch of stuff right now I don't really you know I have a hard time just saying no to guys like that because I I remember wanting to get people to read my shit you know but I'm, I was actively trying to think of an excuse that made sense and um he said, I go, I don't know if I have time. He goes, well, I don't have to give you the 120-page version. I can give you the 30-page version. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I just don't, it's not, I don't have time to get involved in any project. And he was like, well, I don't need you to get involved. I, what if you just read it and gave me your thoughts? And you know what? He was pushing me as far, I just, it's one of those things like, you know, when you're trying to be nice, but then you know that the person is just not gonna. And he was like, well, you could just, you know, I don't need, I just want just, you know, your thoughts. And I was like, he was like, you know, I'm going to just read the 30 page. And I was like, you know what? I just, um, I'm not, I'm never going to read it. And he was like, what? I go, I'm never, you can give it to me, but I'm never, I'm never going to read it. You know, I, 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 you guys, and for those of you who are like, that's fucked up. Hey, I read a lot of scripts for a lot of people, but like, you know, Crocodile Dundee, Indiana Jones guy. Ah, you know, for sure he had a didgeridoo in his car. I'm not reading that script, man. I'm not reading that script. Like, if you're carrying a 120-page version and a 30-page version of your script in your car, there's zero chance that I'm reading it. 0.0% chance. That I will be reading that. I, at one point in time, when I was getting my teeth worked on once, a doctor was fixing my teeth, and I'm a little loopy. And then he goes, you know, I've been writing a script. I go, what? I mean, his hands were in my mouth. And I was like, oh. And he goes, I wonder if I could email it to you. And I was like, how much are you taking off my bill? You know what I mean? Like, I'm paying you for this. You going to pay me? No? Well, then I'm fucking, again, 0.0% chance. I'm reading your script unless you can give me some of this gas for free. Anyways, happy to be here, guys. Psyched to be working on some new material here in town. Bunch of shit I want to talk to you about. You know, we push positivity out on this podcast. I tried to, you know, as best as I can. But I was talking to Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Not name dropping. We do a podcast together, so relax. Um... And he was talking to me about how he had read uh, an article about how negative news and negative critics do way better than news and, and, and critics that say good things about it. And I researched it. It is so crazy. He is right. Negative headlines get more clicks. Negative headlines. Negative critics who review, who, who, who tear into things more than build them up are more popular. It's mind-boggling. And then I started to think, if there was a news channel that only did good news, would you watch it? Because for those of us who are like, more positive, everybody, you got to be more positive, be more positive. Hey, guess what? The fucking, the proof is in the pudding, everybody. We may say it, we don't really want it. We may say it, we don't really want it. Because the negative stuff, the things about what's worse, top 10 things that are going to make you die, you know what I mean? All that shit, that shit gets clicks. Bad news gets clicks. There's a reason that they put the feel-good 30-second field piece at the end of the newscast when nobody's fucking watching. Because nobody gives a shit that you just saved a dog from the freeway. Nobody gives a rat fuck. Now those videos go crazy online. Oh, and that nice. He saved the puppy. You put that shit. You get 
at find me. I'm going to start reviewing movies. I'm going to get, I'm going to have eight people listening to me because most of my movie reviews would be this. Hey, I could have never done that. Holy shit. That was, you wrote a script and raised money and shot that fucking thing and then edited it. Good job. Yeah. I'll take a look at that. Wow. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like we're, we are so quick to look for what we don't like. We would much rather the first thing you do when you walk out of a movie is be like, well, I didn't like that fucking whatever it was. I didn't, that wasn't believe. What just, first of all, anybody who go, stop it. Anybody who goes to a movie, Beastie Boys, everybody, rhyming and stealing. Anybody who goes to a movie and their complaint is it wasn't realistic, shut. I mean, don't go to a movie ever again. Ever again. Not a documentary, everybody. A movie. It's a movie. Based on a true story. Based. Based on a true story. It's so funny when people get all up in arms about, that would never happen in Star Wars. It's a make-believe world. How the fuck do you know? You know how you know it would happen? Because the dudes who invented it put it in the movie. That means it would happen. It means it would happen. It would never happen. It, a Jedi would never do that. What the fuck? That's a made-up person. And the person who made him up said he would do it. He would do it. And even if not, it's a made-up fucking person, everybody. Do you know what I mean? If you go to a movie and part of your review is that would never happen. Yeah, no shit. No shit. You know what else would never happen? The entire movie. <laughs> yeah, lightsabers. It never happened. That would also never happen. A fucking three-foot-tall uh, 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 nutsack who speaks in bro- broken English. And has crazy ears and is green. But who could beat the shit out of everybody with a fucking longbow or whatever the hell that stick is he carries. That also would never happen. But you have a problem with... Come on. Movies are make-believe. Movies are make-believe. That's the whole thing. You go into a dark room. You leave your house. You turn out the lights. Most of us, not most of us, but some of us, if we're smart, we get a little lifted, and we want to just go away. That's why we go to the movies, to go away. And your review is, you didn't, too far away. Too far. It's fantasy. They're making shit up. It's so crazy, guys. I will tell you, you would, you're going to enjoy your life more if you look at things with like, in the first five things you say about it are positive. You know what I really liked about this? I liked it. But who cares what you didn't like? Tell me what you liked. Who, I don't give a fuck what you didn't like. I don't care. Tell me what you liked in the news. But this is crazy for those of us who are listening to this. That, this is on us. The negative news thing is on us. But it is also proven, guys, that fear, nothing motivates you like fear. Nothing motivates you like something you might lose, something you have already that you could lose. I read once that that is one of the reasons that when people campaign politically, they're always campaigning about what you're going to lose, something you have that this other person is going to take away. And you're like, well, I'm not going to let that fucking person take that away from me. Fuck that person. I hate that's an enemy, right? You're not voting for an enemy if they're taking something from you. So, uh, just a. It's a bummer, right? Because that explains it. I was like, no way, Freddie. There's no way people would rather. Yeah. Negative superlatives. That's what they say. 
30% better at getting attention than positive ones. Isn't that crazy? Negative superlatives, the 63% higher the clicks, the average click-through rate. Crazy, guys. 63% higher. So I know it. We can say we're going to be positive. Us too. Us too. Click on the positive. Click on the things that are going to make you happy. Don't click on the shit that's going to scare you. They're trying to scare you. Because they know you being scared. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z. Black album. Lucifer. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, what was I about to say? Before this came on and just completely swept me away. Oh, I had something. I was going something. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I, it was going to be good. Yeah. But that's it, guys. You got to be positive. But we don't really want to be positive. That's the best part. We don't really want to be positive. We want to be positive, but we want to, We want something. To, that's why it ne- the negative fuels us to act. It fuels us to act. So the, whatever newscast you're watching is going to scare you about the... Try to scare you in the direction that they want to influence you. Walter Cronkite, where he's just reporting news, that shit is gone, guys. That shit is gone. Everybody has a little commentary. And the newsroom... All of them are kind of driven through the lens of whoever's riding, you know, in charge of the newsroom. So it's not, look, it's not fake news. It's not fake news, but it is biased news. All of it. All of it is biased to make you scared so you believe the way through the lens of whatever news you're watching. Not fake news. In general, most of it is real news through a certain lens. So it's, it is definitely biased news. Look, I, I'm not a Trump fan. You know I'm not a Trump fan. Dude, is, I just don't like... Look, the man lies to us every day. I just go back to that. If he was your friend, you would tell him to fuck off. Lies every day and people are okay with it. That is crazy to me. And also, it's really frightening that there is a large percentage of people who don't care about facts. They just listen to him say it's not true and they say, if it's not coming out of my mouth, he says, if it's not coming out of my mouth, it's not true. That's frightening as fuck. But I will say, man, sometimes I watch CNN and I'm like, enough. Enough. The hysteria is crazy. Enough. You're making people scared to go outside. Enough. People don't make smart decisions when they're scared. Enough. It's not even news anymore. Every time I turn it on, it's four people talking about Trump. Isn't there anything else happening? Isn't water still bad in Flint? Isn't shit still going down in Puerto Rico? Like, we get it. He's terrible. Terrible. What else? What else? He's terrible. What else is happening? That's all. I think a lot of us feel that way. We all know he's terrible. What else? Come on, everybody. Wilco, dynamite my soul. Doom, 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 doom.
I got into the Wilco game late, I have to admit it. But I'm so glad I did get in. You know, I do want to talk to you guys about today, too. And again, I'm going to flush this out as we go. And I don't know if I'll actually come to a, an understanding of how I feel about it. I'm, I'm all over the place, you know. This whole James Gunn thing where his tweets, I for sure don't think he should be fired. If you know what he was doing however many years ago, he was just trying to be a shock jock kind of jokes. But guys, you go back to that. That's what gets you attention. Is Perez Hilton more popular now or when he was drawing dicks on people's faces? Is Perez Hilton more popular now that he has a child and isn't a fucking piece of shit? Is Perez Hilton more popular now or less that he isn't drawing sperm on people's faces and coke out of people's noses and just basically inferring lies for his entire rumors, guys, rumors, but lies or now. Oh, he's not right. Oh, he's not. And and James Gunn, I, I don't think he should have been. I don't think he should have been fired. Look, those jokes are terrible. They're terrible jokes, but I have to tell you, I, I have heard some funny pedophile jokes. I mean, his just weren't like one of my favorite pedophile jokes is this ready. This dude, I'm going to press pause so I can, this dude and this, and this kid are walking into the woods. It's dark. It's a dense woods. And the kid goes. I'm really scared. And the guy goes, you're scared. I got to walk out of here by myself. Funny. 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 It's funny. It's funny. You get, To me, you can make anything funny. I've heard some funny Holocaust jokes. I've heard some funny rape jokes. I've heard, guys, Sean Mendez. Ruin. Yeah, Sean Mendez, you heard me. I don't think he should have been fired. I do think people change. I do think we have to allow them to change. And I also think that, again, I've said this a million times. Take the five worst things you've ever done or said in your life. You want to be judged? You Do you want to be judged? Do you want to be judged by them as the person you are? Nobody does. And that's why I don't judge people on singular events or you can, you can look, everybody's got their demons. Everybody's got their demons. And it's not always an indictment on the person they are. Sometimes they're just weak in some parts of their life. We're human guys. Now that's not even the case in this part. This is just a dude who, that was his, who am I at the time? I'm going to write some provocative, uh, edgy jokes. And for a while, rape and pedophile jokes were all the rage. I never got into them, but I've heard some funny ones. I've heard some, yeah, just like I've heard funny black jokes. I've heard funny Jew jokes. I've heard funny gay jokes. It's funny all across the board. I don't think people should be fired for joke attempts 
that are clearly joke attempts. And a dude, if you look at his entire Who Am I at the time, that's what he was trying to do. Now, so now I try to put that in the realm of Roseanne Barr. Interesting. Because also, it was an attempt at a joke, you know? And and here's why, you know, it's interesting, depending on, and I fall victim to this too, guys. You guys know I lean more left. Um, I I would consider myself, the center is a pretty big place, but I lean left. And, um... I think if you look at the person that Roseanne is, especially now, you talk to people who worked on her show and the people who know her and other things that she's put out there recently. I think the spirit, again, I think she is an edgy, I think she's an edgy comic who leans further right than I do. So her jokes are going to upset the sense of my sensibility more because of who she is, right? I know people who know James Gunn. I know people who know the way he handles himself on set and the way he treats people. And it's, from all accounts, he's a good dude who used to write jokes like this. I I cannot say the same about Roseanne. That is not what I've heard about her. And... So I think part of that plays into it, but also part of it, and again, guys, I'm just kind of rolling in my brain. It, it, it depends what side you're on as to how you see those two situations. I don't think Roseanne should have been fired for that tweet. Just like I don't think James. I, me personally, I think you let the market figure all that shit out. If she's racist then people shouldn't watch the show. If his tweets bother people, then people shouldn't go to the movies. But if it's not like it's an active douchewad, either one of these people, although Roseanne way more than James Gunn, I have to say, like this Milo, Milo, this dude is an ass fuck, right? He says, you can tell by the person he is, he's saying things over and over again to rile people up and be provocative and all that shit. Not jokes. Just nasty shit. I defend... I can't believe I'm going to say this. I, I, I do think James and Roseanne, in my... And I'm trying to be non-biased. Because in my biased view, I'm okay with what James did. It was years ago. It was who he kind of was trying to be. He's changed who he is. He's changed who he is. By all accounts, he doesn't do jokes like that anymore. So I think you're allowed to change, would be my instinct. Maybe if you really wanted to punish him, which I don't think he should be punished either, but maybe he volunteers to take sensitivity classes or donate some money or whatever he needs to do. Maybe. And for Roseanne, like, again... I think a lot of it is, if I've got to be try to be objective here. Guys, it was a bad joke. It was an off-color joke. She is not, I don't think she's racist in the way that we normally think of racist people. 
But I think she's that second tier racist, you know, who doesn't consider themselves racist, but says like racist shit. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that. There's a, this country is filled with people who don't think they're racist, but they say some racist shit. You know what I mean? They think that just because they don't hate all black people, that does, it means they're not racist. Um, I, I still, I don't know. That's the difference is that you're not talking about, and he's been super contrite. And Roseanne apologized at first and then has kind of backtracked a little bit because I honestly don't think that she thinks she said anything wrong. I, I, and by the way, hey, as a comic, man, s- say shit. I wish I was more free. I wish I was, man. Sometimes I'm like, I can't say that. I can't say that. Even though I think it's funny, I can't say that. I can't say that. And I wish I didn't have that. I wish I didn't have that little edit button in my head. By the way, that's Stevie Ray Vaughan, everybody. Long way from home. I know I'm talking in circles here. I'm just trying to work it out. But like, I think, I guess the only difference that I would say is that we're talking about James Gunn is apologetic for something he did years ago. But like, I don't know, man. I can see both sides here. But I'm going to pick a side because I don't want to be a pussy. So here we go. Although there is a tiny little distinction, and I do stand up. This is the gorillas. I do defend the rights of any comic to send out whatever they want and make jokes. I really do. I think every topic is open to jokes, as long as they're jokes. As long as you're like, oh, I see that. Oh, I see the craft. Oh, I see what you're trying to do. Oh, I see you trying to be funny. I may not think it's funny, but I'm going to defend it. That's what I defend Owen, my uh, Owen Benjamin. He he is look. He's also trying to be provocative. There's no doubt, but he's trying to be funny. That's so be funny, man. And there's a group. He's got a he's got a market. Why don't those people get to be serviced? Why don't why is there why should there only be one type of comedy? And I would say that Owen isn't racist. He doesn't do racist humor. He does racial humor. There's a big difference, by the way, between being racist and racial, I think. Maybe I'm splitting hairs. But here's my difference with James Gunn and Roseanne. James Gunn, again, by all accounts, a different person. He told you where he was in his career when he was making those terrible jokes. And I said they're terrible because they weren't funny. Not because of the subject matter. Because they weren't fucking funny. That's the only reason I would say it's terrible. Roseanne's joke, also not funny. Also, I didn't see the joke there. It was more like straight up, look, if you're calling a black person an ape, that's straight up racist. There's not even a, didn't even see like a joke in there. Do you know what I mean? And then to come out a month later and say you thought she was white, that would have been the first thing you said. You're not right. Oh, I thought she was white. You know what I mean? So, look, that's, as I've talked it out, to me, the huge difference. Both terrible jokes 
I mean, all terrible jokes that James was putting out there. But again, jokes. And a dude who has openly said that he's changed and he's not that guy who's trying to be provocative with his humor anymore. And it was kind of where he was in his life and his job. What Roseanne tweeted out was not a joke. It was like an observation from a like an old racist person at a barbecue. And so I guess that's where I'm coming. I to me that's the difference. That's the difference right there. And you had everybody who's worked with James most coming to his defense. How many people came to Roseanne's defense? How many people she worked with come to her defense? How many people she know come to her defense besides James Woods? You know what I mean? That would be the thing, too. Like, you got to judge the person at the time, I guess. But I don't think people should be fired or judged for things they sent out five or ten years ago. You're a different person. I, look, I sent something out a couple years back when Amy Winehouse passed. And I regret sending it out. I haven't gone back and erased it years ago, guys. But something like, why do you all care so much when somebody you don't know dies, but you don't even know your fucking neighbor's name? Like she, you know, and then maybe the last line was, the celebrities don't care about you, care about your neighbor, which is basically what it was. But it was callous, man. And a lot of people wrote back, and I think I was a little douchey. But like... Who knows what was happening with me at the moment there? Who the fuck knows? I don't even know if that's my worst tweet, maybe. I don't know. But I don't want to be judged. Dude, I've, I don't want to be judging the five worst things I've ever done. That's terrible. And Roseanne also, guys, seems mentally ill. No? That doesn't seem like a mentally ill person? Seems mentally ill. So, I know I'm all over the place here with this. Yeah, I don't think James Gunn gets fired. I didn't like his jokes because they weren't funny, but I don't think he should be fired. You And judge the person by the people around him and how they stick up for him and the way he behaves now. And look, dude, should Roseanne have been fired? <sighs> Maybe. I think I've talked about this before, but I don't think it's the same. She wasn't making a joke. This is current. There are different times, too. you got to judge your eras. Paramore. Still into you. You know, Archie Bunker said the N-word on TV in the 70s. You couldn't. There's no way you could get away with that right now. No way. We're going forwards and backwards at the same time. Isn't that crazy? I was all over the place today. I'm in a good mood, guys. Feeling good. Feeling good. Some fun things happening. Really feel good. I'm going to be doing a lot of experimenting on stage on the road coming up. Um, I hope you guys come check it out. I hope you guys are watching Control Chaos. It, and you know what else? My high live. I'm going to move it to YouTube. Um, Facebook is really not helping me. A lot of people are getting their pages monetized. You know, They won't monetize my page. And I love you guys, but I can't, everything I do, I, all the, you know, Prince and the Wolf, this, Control Chaos, Fairly, uh, 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 High Live, is free. I just can't do everything for free, you know? 
I need to figure out a way to make a little money also off the things that I love or else I'm going to have to stop doing them. Unfortunately, you know, I don't, I'm not anywhere near rich. So I need some of these things to start producing a little dough. So I think I'm going to, if Facebook won't monetize the high live guys, I think I'm going to go to YouTube and turn it into a super chat. I won't charge anybody, but you guys can donate. You know, everything costs me. Every one of these things costs me at least a little bit of money, you know. So maybe I might start doing that. But I'm having so much fun, guys. I'm having so much fun. It's so weird. I've never been better at what I do. I've never been more confident with who I am. I've never been more willing to play and have a kind of an idea of, oh, that's going to work or that won't work. And I've never been colder in this town. <laughs> I've never had more people less interested in being in business with me. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's the, the time when people were clamoring to do business with me. Uh, you know, to get my show on TV. That very first time I did my one-man show and we had a couple TV deals. And, uh, guys, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was not ready, but everybody wanted a piece. And now that I know what the fuck I'm doing, nobody wants me. <laughs> it's so bananas. Uh, and I will tell you something else. It's interesting. You know, you talk to people my age in this town and even a little younger. And people, a lot of people disheartened with what's happening here. It's be, just become less and less creative. It's all about algorithms, social media followers. You know, there are YouTube stars who consider themselves comics who sell a gazillion more tickets than I do. And they're terrible. You ask people they cl the clubs they go to and they're like, they're terrible, but they sell every fucking ticket. Algorithms, social media. It, and when I got here, it was 100% quantity quality over quantity it is not that it is now content 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 it doesn't matter stand up i trapped it's all about content it's all about quantity not quality kind of crazy you know it took me a long time you know when social media when especially instagram first started i was like i can't put that video out it's not funny enough and people are like it doesn't go fucking matter it doesn't matter they're going to look at it, and if they don't think it's funny, they're going to scroll right past it, and they're going to look at your next video. Who gives a fuck? It took me a long time. I had a friend of mine who's big on YouTube, and she, I was like, I can't put this video out. It's not funny enough. She was like, it doesn't, nobody cares. As long as there's video content, it's fine. And so that's permeated around town. And so it's, it's not creative people are being pushed out. And it's numbers, and it's, it's numbers and algorithm, and how much shit can you throw at the wall? It's crazy. I know a lot of people moving out of here for that reason. Um, and guess what? Your boy's not that far behind. I'm not going to tell you the cities, but Beth and I have, are seriously considering a mad dash out of this motherfucker. I can do what I do anywhere. Hop on a plane. Do podcasts. I'd fly back here to do Control Chaos. But as long as the creativity part of it, which is what I love the most about being here, 
is not happening, well, then I can do my job from anywhere and have it be way less expensive to live. You know what else sounds good? I told you this. Getting an RV and driving around the country for a year. <gasps> How good does that sound? All right. Um, all right, guys. Here's what I need you to do for me. Control chaos. Bring that shit. On my Facebook page, every se every Tuesday, 7 o'clock, or go to my YouTube page. You can see all the old videos there. And do me a favor. At least get me... They will at least continue to donate. If you're ordering some Mack Weldons, you can order some socks, guys. $15. You're going to get 20% off. Order some underwear. $20. You're going to get 20% off. Just one thing. But type in chaos. C-H-A-O-S. All caps in the promo code. You're going to get 20% off. It's going to help me. Every little bit helps me, guys. So I would really appreciate it. I always have such a good time here on Fairly Normal. I hope I didn't wasn't too repetitive with the James Gunn, Roseanne Barr thing. But you know how I do it. I just kind of have to process it as I talk to you guys. High Live is becoming more and more popular. Thank you, guys. Over 20,000 of you again, which is amazing for me, anyways. And uh, to be watching me smoke weed in the backyard. Send in your suggestions for guests on Controlled Chaos and for the High Live. And I love you guys, man. And ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. Michigan people, check out my website. And I'm going to be in Lansing and Grand Rapids and Ann Arbor for three days in August. Come check it out. I'm going to be in Orlando in August. Come check it out. I'm going to be in Boston with Freddie Prince Jr. in August. Come check it out. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. At JoshWolfComedy for all the social shit. And control chaos, guys. Check that shit out, Ski. I'll leave you with Haim. Not so long. One thing I notice is when I have the music up loud, you can't hear it. But it really distracts me for the entire show. Like, that's why I think I repeat things, because the music's playing, and I'm like, did I just say that? I have no idea what's happening. And this is such a beautiful song.